Yo, yo, this is Sid Shy, and we are back with another hot episode of Chasing the White Rabbit. Chasing, chasing the White Rabbit. This message goes out to all the listeners. I really appreciate all the comments and feedback. I know my mom's used all her iTunes accounts to give me five stars, but I would really appreciate it if you take one minute, toggle over the Apple podcast app, give me five stars and tell me what's on your mind. It really helps with discovery. Last week, we hit our 10-week episode milestone, and during that time, I've spoken to many amazing people, a lot of friends, a lot of people I just met on Twitter to kind of tell me about their journeys and their life, the risks that they've taken. I also wanted to use this 10-episode milestone to kind of reflect on my journey, what I've learned, and how to really make this podcast better. So I pulled out some of my favorite quotes from past guests to demonstrate how important a certain amount of risk is in your life. You know, I, I've seen various versions of this, but success is a cocktail, right? It's part hustle. It's part being in the right place at the right time. It's part knowing the right people. And I actually think the most important thing is jumping down the rabbit hole and taking some risk. Our most recent guest, Yukai Chow, the pioneer of gamification and founder of the Oculus Group, is a perfect example of this. He realized that to make real change, you have to alter the way of thinking because you'll never see results by repeating the same actions again and again. Exploring gamification, the first thing I did was gamify my own life. And I recognized my life was the, the game and I'm the game character. And every, every possible minute I should look to, you know, level up, get experience, get allies and build skills. And a, f- a couple of years after I, uh, I started my first business in gamification and uh, one led to another. And uh, yeah, eventually it, uh, some some a lot of things failed, but some things uh, got sticky and became more more successful, and that's how I uh, I got to where I am today. This podcast is called Chasing the White Rabbit. It's about putting yourself in Alice's shoes by going down the rabbit hole, not knowing what's on the other side, and seeing a whole crazy world you didn't know existed. Down there, it will get crazy. It will be uncomfortable. It will be difficult. There will be trials and challenges. But if you never step into the maze, you'll never reach the end. And when you're starting down that journey through winding paths, our guest Kern Wadera, managing partner of Casa Verde Capital, says you should never look back. You know, going backwards now and being like, I should have done this, I should have done that, is not helpful because it's, it's not. also not true. Yeah. Like you're here because of the journey that you've, you've been on and that's why you've landed here at the time yeah. you have. And that's not a realistic framework because there's no way to actually do that. Exactly. Ever, and, right? I, so. and I don't even mean about yeah. like, you know, destiny and, yeah. and all those sorts of um, <clears throat> things. I just mean it's, it all, everything you've done plays a role into where you are today. To achieve your goals, you don't necessarily need to gamify your life or start a company or solve a world problem. Sometimes you just need to start with yourself and use that as the stepping stone to build something great. It's about your personal brand. What do you stand for? What are you trying to solve? What are your core values? What are your points of view on specific issues you want to get out there, whether it's writing a blog post, something on social media? Building your own personal brand is critical according to Alex Lawrence, assistant dean of the Anderson Business School. Early on, I think even you need to start with yourself and like, what are your core values? You know, what sort of, what is your platform? How do you want to be recognized? Me, I'm always uh, more focused on making sure, and again, a lot of this was with my kids and family minds that, hey, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person as uh, being of good moral character, right? right? Um, honest, dependable, you yeah. know, a lot of those things, because again, people are always watching me, you know, yeah. little people at home to like the big people. And so I want to be somebody who uh, is recognized as kind of is definitely doing the right thing. 
um, stands for something um, in particular, and at the same time, um, willing to have uh, the difficult conversations. You know, I really love the interview with Professor Kevin Folta, the horticultural science professor at University of Florida. Um, say that five times fast. Um, you know, he, aside from kind of demystifying what's going on in the grocery store and, you know, organic versus non-organic, GMO, non-GMO, you know, he ended with a really kind of simple statement about life, which is, it's just about being more grateful and especially being more grateful about what we have access to. And if you think about what we have access to, especially in, in the United States, about how easy it is to pretty much get any single item of food you want delivered to your door within an hour. It's really incredible. So it's a nice way of thinking about contextually where you are in your life and how things are really good and really not that bad. I think of the people who have nothing and the people who barely script by every single day. And for us to be having battles about which boutique food is acceptable and which are not, it's really a manufactured dichotomy. It's done so that you could differentiate one set of products from another to raise a higher market price. And really, that's what it's about. It's a marketing angle more than anything else. And I think everybody needs to go to the, every time you go to the grocery store and pick up that bag of carrots or pick up those apples or pick up whatever. Think about who was involved in making that happen and thinking that you're going to trade a handful of quarters or dollars for that food item. We really live in amazing times. Going down the rabbit hole can also just be about the impact on others' lives. You know, AJ Fresh, founder of Hashtag Lunchbag, I've seen his journey. I've seen what it's done for him personally. He can't live without giving back. And and he does that at, at a very intentional core level at his soul. And as a result, and this was not the reason why he does it by any means, but the amount of opportunities he's gotten for himself and his family because of what he did, because he jumped down that rabbit hole, because he started to give back and making that a part of his his routine has completely changed the trajectory of his life. All of us need an outlet yeah. to experience service and right. giving back and acknowledging other people because that's essentially why we're all here. So as I've gone down this rabbit hole yeah. of giving and how it's impacted my life, like I always say, giving has given me everything that I now have. Now, you got to remember episode two with Jason of Beverly Hills. He's got probably one of the coolest stories that I've ever heard, and I love listening to it over and over again. He summarizes a lot of those ideas when chasing success. You need that ultimate focus to yes. be have that tunnel vision and just and just go. And I think that that's like the mark of a true entrepreneur is that when you put when you put those the, you have that tunnel vision, you see that goal in sight, and you don't listen to the noise. Yeah, and you you just go and push forward. My first guest was the famous D. Murphy. You know that was a tough one for me because it was my first one, but luckily because he's such a dynamic entrepreneur, he was able to carry the episode. And he has a very dramatic way of putting that message across specifically around how he's not going to let anybody or any perception get in his way of success. And I really love this because I see it every single day. When you get older, the benefit of being older is you don't care what other people yes. think. I'm sure there are 
instances where people do. Yeah. I genuinely But don't. not as much as in your 20s. I no. Mean, it's, that was all... You're insecure. Yeah, You're very yeah, insecure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm married. I have a child. And I'm like, I got to do best what's for our future. Right. And so I took on the approach. I'm like, I'm going to try these things. And either there's going to be people that support me and it'll be amazing. And if they don't support me, you're dead to me. Yeah, we move exactly. on from them. Totally. I don't need them. So when you think about frameworks, right, I mean, part of taking a decision or taking a jump or taking a risk is, you know, how you think about it before. There's not one framework for every single person. There's not one size that fits all. The goal of this podcast is to give you a bunch of tools that might work for you. You can try some. You don't have to try them all. But what framework do you need to make this level of change? Um, Kai Chow speaks about his talent triangle and how he helped that helped him identify special skills and behaviors and traits that he was born with that helped him discover gamification. How the talent triangle works is that I believe for everyone, there's like the top of the triangle, there's one thing you're really, really, really good at. And then there's next to that, that tip top, it's like there's two or three things that you're pretty good at. And then two or three things below that you're, you're quite good at. And eventually it fizzles down. So the number one thing is your, your edge talent. And then then you have your top five, I call the ring talents, because it's a little circle on the top. Todd Gitlin, founder of Sapphire Partners, has a f- framework he lives by. Six dimensions to consider when you're looking for that golden opportunity as a company operator, investor, or director. One is remuneration, so money or percentage of ownership. Another one is brand. So what uh, title did you get by being there? What was the company's brand? And furthermore, what you know, and you could also pick a brand in education pedigree. So... If I said, hey, I graduated Harvard with an MBA and I worked at Google, I still don't know who your name is or what your name is. Um, So the third is, um, what are you going to learn by being somewhere? The fourth is the relationships you'll develop by being somewhere. The fifth is fun or fulfillment. One reason to leave Google isn't because you're not making a lot of money. It might be because your job doesn't have enough scope and you want to do something that gives you more fulfillment. Um, And then lastly is legacy which can be easy to quantify if you say I have so much money because I exited my business, I can't be motivated by salary anymore, so I just want a lot of equity. could also be the story that Tom's or Patagonia uses to keep their employees in place. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Podcasting is really interesting. It's not easy. It takes up a lot of time, and I really appreciate you giving me some of your time. We're available on all streaming platforms. We're also on Instagram, on Twitter, whiterabbit underscore pod. And then you can hit me up personally at Sid Shaw Live on Instagram and Twitter as well. All right, we'll talk next week. What's the worst that could happen? So what I fail, and like I'll work at Starbucks if everything fails. And it's it's I never thought about it as like I shouldn't try it. I I always done things I love to do. I absolutely love. So my advice would be, just do it. Don't think about it too hard. Just go and try something that you think is going to be cool and might be fun. It may not be financially viable for the long term, but you're going to learn a lot of valuable lessons that might help you. Yeah, in in a corporate job or or, or the relationships that you wouldn't have had later. I mean, you just never know. 